millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. For a while, back in the 1980s and 90s, McDonald's sold pizza at some of its restaurants. Then it stopped. These simple facts launched Brian Thompson on an investigation spanning years and 105 podcast episodes as he tries to answer the question, whatever happened to pizza at McDonald's? Now, with this kind of brief, you might expect some kind of a linear detective plot. But if you do, you'll certainly be disappointed because Brian takes this mundane-sounding question seriously, perhaps a little bit too seriously, and he also gets easily sidetracked along the way. I'll speak to Brian in just a moment, but here's a clip. He's just bought a McDonald's menu online, of course one with pizza listed on it, but it got very slightly damaged in the mail. So he phones up the postal service to find out what's happened. And what was, when was the item received, sir? It was received, I believe, on Thursday of last week. Thursday last week, that would be the 26th. I'll take your word for it. And it was in an envelope, sir? It was. It was in a, a manila envelope. Manila envelope? Is that envelope what's bent? Yes, it was bent. It did say on the envelope, do not bend. And you say you threw away the, mail, the envelope, right, sir? Yes, once I retrieved the item from inside, the envelope transformed to me and my eyes into trash. I would definitely make a notation to be contacted regarding this matter. Okay, thank you. May I ask you one more question? The item I received was related to uh, McDonald's pizza. It was an ancient menu from a McDonald's that served pizza. Do you happen to know or remember when McDonald's served pizza? Not as far as I know, they they never, because I'll be quite honest, I grew up in Downey, California. That's what the, one of the oldest McDonald's are. And I'll go always, always inside the museum, and I never saw anything related to pizza, sir. The museum? But they had a little, it's not, not I'm not going to call it, they have like a shop, and they have a lot of pictures of, you know, the first, you know, McDonald's. This is the one on Firestone in the city of Downey. So you're saying there's a museum slash shop? It's, it's, Devoted yeah, to exactly. McDonald's history? Yeah, one of the oldest McDonald's that have been around. Thank you. This is very valuable information. I appreciate your candor. Oh, you're welcome, sir. You must be a McDonald's fan? I'm an investigative journalist. Oh, investigator. Have you seen the movie about the McDonald's, sir? Yes, I have. And I was surprised to see that there was no mention of McDonald's pizza in the film. I assume you're talking about the founders during Michael Keaton? Yeah. Well, you know, the thing about it, my son and my husband were talking about it the other day. I had no clue about if there was a movie or not. And after I just heard the conversation, I said, really? He said, Mom, you should watch that movie, you know. You know, and I go, okay. So. Did you enjoy it? I haven't watched it. I haven't sat down and enjoyed it. But I, I, I definitely welcome my husband. It's very interesting how, how the, you know, how apparently somebody came up with the McDonald's and that it was taken away from him, to my understanding, right? Yes, I believe that was the plot of the film. A lot of it is very hazy to me because I spent most of my time really focusing hard on whether anyone was going to mention McDonald's pizza. But I do know that by the end of it, I thought it was certainly awards-worthy. I thought it was 
frankly snubbed at the academies. So there was nothing mentioned in the movie in reference to McDonald's pizza? No, no, there was nothing at all. And I watched the movie seven or eight times through. Really? Wow. Yes. Wow. So where, where are you getting that they actually serve pizza? Well, it's just a known fact. I've done extensive research. I may be the foremost expert in McDonald's pizza. And they wow. did serve it in the late 80s into the early 90s nationwide and also in Canada, I believe in the United Kingdom as well. Really? Well, wow, that, that, that's actually new to me. I had never heard of that before. They mysteriously stopped serving it, and I'm trying to get to the bottom of the reason why. Really? That's interesting. So when I do hear why they stopped serving it, and your name comes up, Mr. Brian Thompson, I go, I've spoken to Mr. Thompson. Yes. Well, you may not want to say my name in front of McDonald's executives because I don't believe I'm on their good side. Okay. I definitely won't mention your name, I promise. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Goodbye. To be continued. Some of whatever happened to pizza at McDonald's. And I asked Brian Thompson, who makes the show, why he cares so much about McDonald's and why they made pizza or not. They are arguably the most successful restaurant chain in the entire world. And pizza is arguably the most widely loved food in the entire world. So mix pizza and McDonald's, it seems like it should be a slam dunk. And when I looked into the reasons why they stopped serving it, none of them seemed sufficient to me to explain it. The official explanation being that it took too long to make. And uh, I don't know if you have the Little Caesars franchise in New Zealand, but here in the United States, we have this mom and pop operation called Little Caesars, and they're able to provide pizzas that are both hot and ready. That's n apostrophe ready. So you walk in, you say, I would like a pizza, please. They grab one from a heating rack behind them and they hand it to you. And it, it only takes a matter of seconds. So I find it very hard to believe that McDonald's wouldn't be able to mimic this operation of this two-bit organization when they are, in fact, a three, four, or even a five-bit organization. Am I talking to an actual human being? Because your voice sort of sounds like a robot. My voice sounds like a robot? I'm a highly trained investigative journalist. Several years ago, I googled how to be an investigative journalist, and I read some very interesting articles. And ever since then, I've had extensive on-the-job training. And they should be able to provide you with further assistance on your Okay. May I ask if you've ever taken what's called the Turing test? It sounds perhaps like a, how can I put this, a slightly mundane subject for a, a serious investigative journalist to become involved with. Is that a fair comment? Well, it could be a, a mundane topic if there were a mundane explanation for why McDonald's stopped serving pizza. But on the very first episode of my program, which I expected to also be the very last episode of my program, because I thought all I would have to do is call McDonald's and ask if they served pizza and why they stopped. And I found that when I called my local McDonald's and asked them that, the people that worked there uh, pretended or possibly were honest with me when they said they truly did not remember McDonald's ever having served pizza. And so that opened up a whole realm of questions to me. Are they telling me the truth? If they are telling me the truth, why is McDonald's hiding this information from their employees? You would think that when you become an employee of McDonald's, you should have some kind of you know 
historical training. You should be well-versed in what McDonald's currently serves, what they used to serve, why they stopped serving it. And either that is not the case, or there are some forces at work keeping that information from their own employees. And actually, my current theory is that there are forces at work that are even more powerful than McDonald's that are possibly uh, keeping McDonald's from bringing pizza back. So there's something else going on here, something even more powerful than the most powerful fast food chain on earth. That's just my current theory. And did you ever actually eat the pizza at McDonald's? I did. I was able to travel to this town. It's a town called Pomeroy in the state of Ohio. A town is 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 a bit of a, a, a generous term for it. Some might call it a, a hamlet or a backwater um, burg. Shortly after I returned home after trying this pizza and reporting on it, the McDonald's Corporation forced that particular location to stop selling pizza for good. I don't know if that was because of my reporting, but again, coincidences upon coincidences. And as one of my journalistic heroes, Mr. Fox Mulder, from the show The X-Files used to say, uh, when coincidences are, are too strange to be uh, considered uh, coincidences, then uh, they are not, in fact, coincidences. I, I think I'm paraphrasing. America, Europe, Asia, Africa, even Australia, and dare I say Antarctica, would also want to munch were McDonald's pizza to return. And what do you know about your listeners? Who's listening to the show? Where do they live? Are they all over the world? They are all over the world. In fact, I receive tips from people constantly about a possible McDonald's pizza-related activities. Most recently in Germany, McDonald's introduced, I believe, a limited-time-only menu item called the Pizza Mac, which was a hamburger that featured pizza sauce and possibly pepperonis. It was basically a, a pizza version of a hamburger. And I was able to talk to someone who went to a McDonald's in Germany and reported back to me on that. And I hear from a lot of people in Canada because I believe McDonald's pizza lasted longer in Canada than it did in other territories. So I, I hear from people all over the world. Have you ever had any contact with McDonald's? Have they ever told you what they're thinking of your journalistic endeavours here? I've never received any official correspondence from McDonald's, save for when I call their corporate customer service line. And these days, when I have to call their corporate customer service line, and it's becoming rarer and rarer because I don't expect to receive an honest answer from anyone who's an official spokesperson, I have to do so using one of my various disguises. As an investigative journalist, I am also a master of disguise. So I have several different characters, and I can assume various accents and uh, voices to disguise myself just in case they know it's me. Uh, I believe they do employ some kind of voice recognition technology. So I, when I call McDonald's, I have to pose as I, I, one of my disguises is a gentleman named Larry Truck, who is a, a truck driver. Larry Truck, the truck driver. That's right. L-A-R-R-I-E, Truck, T-R-U-C-K. And he's a long-haul trucker who travels across the country. Um, I, I had to call McDonald's as Larry Truck, uh, and I told them that I had driven my truck uh, through the drive-thru at the McDonald's in Pomeroy, Ohio, to buy pizza, because I was trying to prove to my listeners that you can, in fact, drive a big rig through a drive-thru. That was a whole other debate uh, <laughs> that came up. Sometimes the show does go on some small tangents. 
whatever happened to pizza and McDonald's offers brands a valuable opportunity to connect with consumers on a personal level. And I was recently thrust into a precarious financial situation myself after an unfortunate garden slug debacle, and I could really use some sponsorship funds. Um, How do you manage to support yourself financially doing, doing this? I have several advertisers that support the program uh, every now and then, many of them on a pro bono basis. I advertise various uh, companies on the show in the hopes that one day they will send me money in exchange for those advertisements. Yeah. Every now and then I'll, I'll send them an invoice. I haven't heard back. I, I currently am pursuing a deal with a company called uh, ZipRecruiter. Right now the show is uh, technically called ZipRecruiter Presents Whatever Happened to Pizza at McDonald's. And I, I've yet to receive any kind of acknowledgement or payment from them yet. But I believe they are legally bound to, to give me some kind of money eventually because I do say their name and I, uh, I have changed the title of my show to reflect their company. So I think I'm within my rights to receive some sort of compensation for that eventually. But right now, due to a series of financial setbacks, I am um, living in, uh, I call it a mobile home. It's uh, a Honda Civic. And actually on that note, I would also like to ask any audience members, uh, I guess just you, uh, not to follow me to my car after this taping as it is also my home and I do not have room to entertain guests. Brian Thompson, the host of Whatever Happened to Pizza and McDonald's, who, as well as being an investigative journalist, is a writer, performer, actor and comedian based in Los Angeles. And there's a list of Brian's favourite podcasts on our website right now, rnz.co.nz forward slash podcast hour. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to (laughs) pretend that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.